0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Lifelong Podcast. I am Heidi Kumjan, your host. I'm a certified holistic health and nutrition coach. At this point, you guys probably know who I am, but if you're new here, thanks for being here. Today is a solo episode, so You're going to have to get used to me because I am not going anywhere. It's just you and me today. And today we are talking about some of the toxins found in personal care products. This is actually something that has been gaining a little bit of traction in the mainstream lately, which is quite exciting to me because it is something I've been talking about for years. And I'm so glad that I've been ahead of the curve because it's always exciting being on the the beginning end of something that is new and kind of novel. And I'll continue providing resources and designing content and sharing all this information with you. But again, so exciting to see the mainstream talking about it as well. And actually, a friend sent me an article this morning from The Guardian. And it was an article about toxins in personal care products. And I was just blown away to see a mainstream news article talking about this issue. Again, this issue of toxins in personal care products is something that I am so beyond passionate about, but it honestly was one of those things for so many years that a lot of people didn't quite understand. So, hence my excitement in seeing it in the mainstream, and they're also coming out with an HBO documentary about toxins and personal care products. So this will be really exciting to get this out to the masses. This has been my mission from the beginning, is educating folks because everyone deserves to know what is going in on and around their body. So, today I want to dive into some of these red flag chemicals that are found in personal care products. And I also want to educate you all, especially those new to this subject, on why we should care and why this is important. Be sure to listen in to the entire episode because at the end of this podcast, I am going to be sharing different resources and tangible solutions that you can start implementing into your life today so that you can thrive and feel good and live a healthy, low-toxic lifestyle. So why should we care about toxins in our personal care products? Shouldn't they be safe if they're being sold in stores? Shouldn't federal agencies be looking out for us? Unfortunately, that is not the case, and that is why I'm here to help educate you and shine light on why this is important for us to do the research and trust and find products that work for us and improve our health and prevent disease. So there aren't a lot of laws out there that protect us from chemicals, especially those in personal care products. In fact, there are barely any. And for the laws that exist in terms of chemical regulations, many of them are outdated by several decades, leaving them extremely out of date and not current, especially at the rate that chemicals are being developed. The chemical industry is only growing and growing and growing. So of course, things have changed since decades ago. There's definitely a little bit of shame we feel in realizing that we have lived so long with maybe using some of these chemical-filled products, but I don't want you to feel shameful, and I honestly don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel motivated after being educated on this subject because Education drives motivation. So the more you research, the more you learn and listen, the healthier you can become and the more optimized your life can become as well. So please try to remain calm anytime you're learning information about toxins because I know it's scary and overwhelming, but please know that you can change your life and there are solutions and there are things we can do to change this progression of the chemical revolution. And the more people find out about this, the more change that will occur, the more regulations will pop up, and the, l- the less people will be purchasing toxic products. So again, education is important, but remain calm and feel empowered. I'm also really hopeful that with more education, the younger generations will continue to show more interest. And this is actually true. If you listened in to last week's episode with Dr. Ailey Cohen, she actually talks about how she was sharing this information. And because she's a doctor, medical professional, she was sharing this with a lot of different Hospital folks and doctors, and you know, super educated people, and a lot of them were not open to learning this information. So, she had an incident where her kid's babysitter was there, who was a teenager, and was asking, Hey, is this shampoo toxic? She had this light bulb moment go off where Dr. Cohen realized that, oh, my gosh, there are younger generations that are showing interest in this. Let me do something about this and start kind of educating those folks because they can really move the market. And lo and behold, as you'll hear in last week's episode, I strongly encourage you to go listen to it. She is a wealth of knowledge. Um, she realized that it is true. These younger generations are beyond fascinated in this. So I am filled with hope hearing that. And I've also seen it in my own life and with my own clients. I've worked with clients of all ages, but I do have some clients that are teenagers. And it's so cool to me seeing the young people be so interested in this. And think about clean beauty or clean products. We know clean, quote unquote, is a loose term. And there's a lot of greenwashing that goes on with that term. But at least people are interested in clean products. You know, that's a starting point. You can start with clean products, but eventually you'll get to the point where you can research and learn and read labels and realize, okay, is this actually clean? So what I'm trying to say is there are people that are interested in clean products, especially young folks. So there is a lot of hope. It's no doubt that toxins surround us in Excessive capacities at all times. And I have to say, of course, there are scenarios and situations that we cannot control our toxic exposure. However, there are so many scenarios that we can control our toxic burden and exposure levels. And in those instances, it is so important to do whatever we can to reduce our toxic burden. So, for instance, things that are in your home, products you're using that are touching your skin, the food you're eating, things like that, anything that you can personally control. And I know that word has a negative connotation, but you know what I mean? The situations where we can make positive changes, let's focus on that and not get so tied up in, oh, but what if I'm exposed to such and such when I'm at someone else's house or I'm in a store? yada, yada. I think that becomes way too overwhelming. So let's just focus on the basics first. And just by making those changes, I shouldn't say just because I know they are big and profound changes. And sometimes it's challenging to go in and change all of your cleaning products and all of your makeup and things like that. And to this day, I have been interested in this for about Let's say six ish years, I've really been shifting my products into low toxic options. And of course, I've learned a lot along the way. I think I had purchased so many different greenwashed options back in the day, but I was learning and that's okay. And it doesn't matter where you're at in this journey, just start. The curiosity is what's awesome. The fact that you're here listening right now. And that you're curious and you want to learn more and you want to reclaim your health and prevent disease, that is amazing. That's profound in itself. So, what I wanted to say before I put on my motivational speaker hat (laughs) and maybe sounded a little too philosophical there for a second, I was trying to say that low toxic living is really a journey and not a destination. There's always more to learn. And even after my six-ish years of being interested in this and really shifting to a low toxic lifestyle, I'm still learning more and finding ways that I can reduce my toxic burden. For example, I've been learning about chemicals in clothing, which I'll do a separate episode on, and that's kind of a new area that I'm trying to tackle and optimize. So another area too I've been trying to optimize is like my furniture, things like that. There's so many different areas that we can focus on. And again, don't get overwhelmed. What I'm trying to say is it's so cool that we can keep learning and finding new products and new options that are better for our health and better for the planet. So why should we care again? I'm going to rifle off a few quick facts. So like I said a few minutes ago, is that there really aren't a lot of regulations. In fact, there are barely any regulations for cosmetics. The last time the FDA passed a bill regulating the safety of cosmetic products was 1938. 1938. That is insane. Think about that for one second. How has the world changed in almost 100 years? Another thing to note is the oil industry. So one of the biggest buyers of petrochemicals is actually the beauty industry. Did you know that? Now, for a second, let's think about how many products touch our skin every single day. This is going to be different for everyone. But women typically use far more products than men just with makeup and, you know. Everything else that women have to do. So, yeah, spend one second thinking about how many products are touching your skin every day and then think about the back label behind each of those products and how many ingredients are listed. So, people used to say dose makes the poison, and this is not true anymore. We can have small exposures to chemicals that impact our health, even in small amounts. And then think about this, if you're having small or trace exposures to chemicals in one product, then you multiply that by the other 15 products you're using each day, plus the 50 plus chemicals that might be on the back of your lotion bottle, the candle you're burning, The new car smell in your car, you know, we're having so many micro exposures and they add up and they do impact her health. And there is science backing all this up. On that same note, we need to talk about the skin for a second. So, as you probably know, our skin is our largest organ and our skin can absorb anything that is placed on it. There are different size particles that are easier to absorb into the skin. But almost everything can get directly into your bloodstream. So, dermal absorption can actually be more detrimental than ingestion into your gut because there are protective things within your gut and detoxification processes that start happening. But it's a little more dangerous when things are plopped right onto our skin and shoved into our bloodstream. So, keep that in mind. Anytime you're putting products on your skin, think about is this something I want to ingest? Another quick fact, some of you might have been familiar with, is the fact that Europe bans 1,300 chemicals, whereas the US bans 13. So that's completely insane to me. I have clients and friends that are from Europe and They explained to me how much different it is over there in Europe and how you can truly trust the products that you're using. It's a little different here, and I'm hoping that the more I share this information, the more the mainstream news shares this information. Again, it's so great that an HBO documentary is coming out about this. The more the word gets out there, the more change will occur. So, again, I'm super hopeful. I think Europe is a great example and someone we can look up to as a role model in this situation, actually, in many situations with chemicals and regulations. But, like, really, why should we care? What are these chemicals doing in our body that is so detrimental that we really need to make changes? One big thing is the fact that a lot of these chemicals are endocrine disruptors. In layman's terms, this really means hormonal disruption. It means that there are chemicals that go into our body and disrupt our hormones and throw things off. We know how important hormones are and what role hormones play in our health. Everything from cortisol to our menstrual cycle to fertility, stress, things like that. Hormones are very important important. And any time our delicate hormone system gets disrupted, our whole entire body gets disrupted. Endocrine disruptors have the ability to mimic natural hormones. Endocrine disruptors, again, are foreign. They're chemicals that act like hormones in the body. So you might have heard of something called xenoestrogens. Xenoestrogen really means fake estrogen. It is a chemical that acts like estrogen and it binds to estrogen receptors in your body. And many chemicals contain xenoestrogens, which confuses the body. When the receptors are filled with fake estrogen, our natural processes cannot occur. And the buildup of xenoestrogens are linked with breast, prostate, and testicular cancer. They're also linked with obesity. This is because xenoestrogens store in fat cells as well. They're linked with infertility, endometriosis, which is becoming prevalent Early onset puberty, which is horrifying. I actually heard that there are some kids, girls as young as six experiencing men- menstruation, which is very alarming because our menstrual cycle is our fifth vitality sign. These are also linked with miscarriages and diabetes, and the list goes on. So lots of chemicals are xenoestrogens and endocrine disruptors, but I wanted to start here to pave the way and explain why we should care and how these chemicals disrupt our body. Actually, two types of xenoestrogens that you might have heard of are parabens and phthalates, and I'm going to jump into those now. Parabens are found in a lot of moisturizers, cleansers, sunscreens, deodorants, shaving gel, toothpaste, makeup, hair products. You might have purchased shampoo before that says paraben-free. I feel that parabens are one of the more commonly known toxins out there. These are an endocrine disruptor. They lead to a lot of problems in the body but I want to talk about phthalates because phthalates, like I said, are also an endocrine disruptor. They are a plasticizing chemical. They're used in a wide variety of different kinds of products. Honestly, most plastics, even medical plastics, they are widely used in personal care products. They're also in candles. They're hiding in that term fragrance. A lot of times phthalates are, so that's one of the reasons I avoid fragrance, apart from that term lacking transparency. But phthalates are, again, super prevalent in personal care products, and they're also the chemical that's a part of the new car smell. So recently, my boyfriend got a new car, and I actually have been airing it out for him. Anytime I'm in there, I roll down all the windows and I bought these carbon or charcoal filters that are really cool. I'll actually link those in the show notes because the new car smell is super toxic and it's filled with phthalates. But let me tell you a little bit about phthalates. So there are all different types of phthalates. Phthalates is more of like an umbrella term and there's different kinds beneath it. So I'm not going to go into the technicalities because, I mean, they have wacky names. You've seen them on the back of bottles. For example, I'm reading one here, dimethyl phthalate, benzyl butyl phthalate, Yeah, totally wacky names. Anyways, they are found everywhere and they are so, so, so disruptive. If there's one thing you can do, take from this podcast today is educate yourself on phthalates. I find them and research, let's be honest, research has found these to be severely endocrine disrupting. They're linked with fertility issues. I've seen clients that Actually, uh, I had a male client who was unable to get pregnant with his wife. Obviously, she didn't have any problems and it came down to him. He wasn't producing uh, enough sperm and his testosterone was really low. And we got into his products and we found out that phthalates were really a concern. And the phthalates were found in cologne and car air fresheners and things like that. They're also linked with endometriosis, (laughs) hormonal imbalances, and cancer. They're linked with lower sperm counts, like I just used that anecdote of one of my clients. Birth defects, asthma, allergies, and they are just beyond detrimental. So some solutions I can offer you are avoid plastic at all costs. Avoid fragrance or scented products. Use phthalate-free or non-toxic personal care products. Unfortunately, this does take a bit of research. There are now a lot of products out there that are actually being marketed as phthalate-free, which is really cool. So they're doing the work for you. But again, make sure to read the back. Familiarize yourself with a few of the different types of phthalates, ingredients that you can be on the lookout for. You can also shop at stores for personal care products that take immense consideration into human health, such as Credo Credo Beauty. They have banned 1,300 chemicals, and everything they sell is phthalate-free. I also provide tons of guides on my Instagram, at Heidi. And on my blog, which is holisticwithheidi.com slash blog, that shares information on products that I approve. So I've coined this hashtag called HWH approved or holistic with Heidi approved. Anytime you want to share about this or share some of the products that I've approved, if you take a picture, make sure to use that hashtag and tag at holistic and at lifelong underscore pod. Another group of chemicals I want to talk about, or type of chemical, I want to talk about are fragrance. I just told you a little bit about fragrance. I've done a lot of posts on fragrance, and fragrance is super sketchy. It's one of those things, just like natural flavors, it is protected by trade laws. So manufacturers and brands can actually list fragrance as a singular ingredient when there can be upwards of thousands of chemicals behind that one term. So anytime you see the word fragrance, there's no transparency in knowing what it came from. You know what I mean? So that's something I always avoid. A lot of times there are phthalates in it. They really are hidden chemicals. So when I see the word fragrance, I think hidden chemicals. And these chemicals disrupt human health and we're not familiar with the chemicals because they're just telling us fragrance again. There's no way to know exactly what's in there because they are protected by trade laws. Some solutions are buying products that are completely fragrance-free. I actually Really like the brand Branch Basics for cleaning. They have a lot of really amazing products, and it actually comes from one concentrate. So it's very affordable and very effective. I had Kelly Love, one of the founders, on a couple episodes back. So make sure to listen to that episode. But another thing you can do if you need a little bit of a smell, use products that are scented using pure essential oils. It has to be pure or organic because not all essential oils are pure. They could be chemically processed, which is, again, quite frustrating. But if you want to check out some products right now, go to PrimallyPure.com. I'll include a link in the show notes. They are a great brand and they sent their products using pure organic essential oils. The next group of chemicals I want to discuss are heavy metals. Maybe you've heard of heavy metals, maybe you haven't. Heavy metals are something we need to pay very close attention to because they wreak havoc on the body. Heavy metals include aluminum, lead, arsenic, cadmium, chromium, and others. And they are found in a wide variety of different products. They're even found in food items like protein powders. I discussed this in episode two, I believe. But they're found in personal care products too and this poses a problem because again our skin is our largest organ and these metals can go into our bloodstream and get to different organs and disrupt different parts of our body. In terms of personal care products something you might be familiar with is aluminum being found in antiperspirants and deodorants and what aluminum does is it is it blocks the pore so that you stop sweating. And that is why they use it, because it stops sweating and it's so fabulous, right? But this is harmful in more ways than one. Number one is you do not want heavy metals on your skin, in your pores, in an area that's very sweaty and warm. That's going to increase the absorption. Not a great idea. But also, sweating is one of our most important drainage pathways and is very important for detoxification. And anytime we block sweating, we're blocking toxins from getting out of our body. We're blocking our body from functioning normally and from keeping us in a state of homeostasis and and in optimal health. Chronic heavy metal exposure Has clear links to cancer, birth defects, kidney disease, and lung damage. And the FDA actually published acceptable levels. Again, they don't do a whole lot for cosmetics. And they have these standards. And the crazy thing is, they don't require companies to abide by these standards or test their products for safety. So, other than color additives in cosmetics, they don't have to be tested or proven safe before they go to market. So the FDA did something. They created these acceptable levels, these benchmarks, but they didn't require any brand or create any regulations surrounding it. So they developed acceptable levels. But nothing was done with that. So basically, you can go and buy products that have toxic, FDA-proven, dangerous levels of heavy metals in them super easily. And they're just widely available because brands and manufacturers don't have to test. My solution here would be shopping for non-toxic products, especially those that are holistic with Heidi Approved. The nice thing is there are more and more brands and honestly products becoming available these days because people are showing interest in taking care of their health and sourcing products that are made from healthful, not harmful ingredients. A couple other chemicals to discuss. One is formaldehyde. You might remember formaldehyde from your 8th grade dissection experiment in science class, you know, when you you were dissecting the cow heart or cow eyeball, at least I vividly remember that experience, not only from it being totally nasty, but mainly from the wicked smell of the formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is disgusting. It's a preservative. It's a gas at room temperature. It's found in a wide variety of different products, including building materials, furniture, hair products, cleaning products, cosmetics, etc. Again, this episode is about personal care products, so we're going to emphasize that here. These are found in a lot of keratin or straightening treatments and are very damaging. And by damaging, I mean formaldehyde is a known human carcinogen. Most people off the street, anyone should know that formaldehyde is insanely dangerous, but it's still being used in some treatments, especially those treatments being done at salons. And a lot of times they're hidden behind different names. So some brands might say, for example, I think it's the Brazilian Hair blowout or something like that. Don't fact check me on that. But I remember reading that some of these brands say they don't have formaldehyde in it, technically, because it doesn't say formaldehyde on the label. But there are different ways to name formaldehyde. So there's a lack of transparency there. It also causes breathing and skin issues and neurological issues. So I'm super sketched out by formaldehyde. Please do everything you can to avoid formaldehyde. Replace your products with human-safe alternatives. Also, beware when you're going to the hair salon. And then if you're finding this in your furniture products and things like that, make sure to off-gas those products. Um, I'm not going to go Further into that right now, just because we're focusing on personal care products. The last one I'm going to discuss today is called benzene. And you might have heard of benzene because last year in the mainstream news, which again, very excited to hear the mainstream news talking about such important subjects, was the sunscreen scandal. So there were several hundred sunscreens from very reputa- reputable, widely known and recognized brands last year that had to be recalled because benzene was found in their products and benzene is highly carcinogenic even in the tiniest tiniest amounts so this is why the flags were going off I know we've talked about a lot of different chemicals and a lot of them are carcinogens and they're all they all are important to avoid But even the skeptics admitted that benzene in super trace amounts is highly carcinogenic. So we need to do everything we can to avoid it. And again, this is where the change occurs. Let's start maybe with one ingredient and then let's start hammering out the other 90,000. But it also damages the central nervous system and reproductive organs. And there have been decades of research that have concluded that there are no, su- no safe levels of benzene because it is so toxic. So what I would recommend is, again, because it's found in a lot of sunscreens, is to use non-toxic holistic with Heidi approved sunscreens instead or shopping at Credo Beauty. They have a website, they have some stores, they have a few here in Chicago. They might have some other ones across the U.S., but I'll include that link in the show notes for sure. I think that list of chemicals is a great place to start right now in terms of personal care products. There are, of course, many others out there. I encourage you to continue to do your own research on this. So I wanted to kind of summarize some of these solutions. Number one is avoidance. Anything we can do to avoid these toxic chemicals to begin with is going to be beneficial and it's proven in research by looking at blood and urine samples from humans. After taking these chemicals out of just their personal care products, their exposure and chemical levels went down in both their blood and urine, which is very encouraging, honestly. So even if you've been using these products for a long time, get rid of them and you will see results and your hormones will be happy and you know, your health will just improve, which is really cool. So avoidance is number one. Number two is detoxification. This is a term people like to hate on, but I think targeted detoxification is extremely important, especially for those with health problems. I had a lot of health issues going on and found out that toxins were my root cause in particular mycotoxins from mold and heavy metals. So there are targeted detoxes you can do with a professional, not some scammy fad diet you find online, but a trusted detoxification with an expert is going to be beneficial, especially if you think you have high exposures to some of these chemicals. If you want to learn more, feel free to send me a DM at holisticwithheidi on Instagram. You can always reach out on my website or send me an email Heidi at heidi@holisticwithheidi.com. Happy to chat with you. I also offer a free 30-minute consultation with any new client. So if you have questions or want to learn more about some of the programs I have, including getting started on a targeted detoxification to improve your health and help get rid of mysterious symptoms, definitely feel free to reach out. You can also use food for detoxification. For example, consuming cruciferous veggies and flax seeds has been proven to be very helpful in detoxing from xenoestrogens because they bind to the xenoestrogens and pull them out. And they also bind to other toxins and help pull them out. Just make sure that you are pooping regularly. Don't need to get into all the details of that. This is probably for another episode. But again, just trying to summarize here. So first we have avoidance, then we have detoxification. And thirdly, this goes kind of in with avoidance, but it's using Holistic with Heidi approved brands. So there are so many better options that exist nowadays, which makes it easier and easier to source human safe products. And I have tried a lot of different products to see if not only they meet my high standards for human health but also to see if they are effective and i have lots of resources on my instagram at holistic with heidi and on my blog like i had mentioned earlier and i'll continue to keep educating you all and creating content to make this easier So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really love diving into these subjects and I was just kind of jazzed up today and excited to talk about it after my friend sent me that article and I saw it in the mainstream news and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is my passion. This is what I've been talking about for years. Like I need to get online and talk about it today and the lifelong So yeah, make sure to follow along at lifelong underscore pod. You can also follow my page at holistic with Heidi. Anything else, you know, I'm here for you guys. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. You can do this. This is so empowering. And yeah, just so excited for you to begin this journey. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.